Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's the time. It's or it's time for the listen, you boy. But Jimmy's not here. He hit the bricks. He doesn't work. He's pulling a Riccicino, as we call it. Riccicino, as we call it. So we got Denise Salcedo here for the Listen You Girl number six. You know, I'm always here to fill in for all the dudes that are always calling out, man. Always here. Always. But anyways, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be here. We got some fun stuff to talk about. We got some sad stuff to talk about. We got some, uh, quite frankly, infuriating stuff to talk about. There's a lot of stuff on the docket today. Um, We'll start off. With Brody Lee, of course. Tonight, we are going to see a tribute to Brody Lee on AEW. And this this truly does transcend AEW versus WWE. And it should. This shouldn't be a surprising thing, Denise, that this is happening. But we're seeing like WWE wrestlers that are like, I'm going to watch wrestling for the first time in a long time tonight. You've got Xavier Woods tweeting out an advertisement for AEW. That's good to see. And it should it should happen anyway. But... Uh, we, we're really seeing a great outpouring of love for Brody Lee, and I'm excited to see how he's honored tonight. Exactly. And I don't think it should come as a surprise that obviously you're getting supports from both sides, you know, of WWE and AEW, because when it comes down to it, like this is a life this is a life situation, a death situation, and that trumps every little thing that's going on in the wrestling world. It doesn't even compare. So it, it should really be no surprise that obviously you have, like you mentioned, you know, WWE talent retweeting AEW promotion or, you know, people that haven't watched wrestling in a long time that are going to watch tonight. And they should because this is obviously something that is going to honor someone's life. It's going to celebrate his, you know, Brody Lee's life, his family. And I, I'm, I have mixed emotions going into the show because, uh, you know, I'm happy to see that they're going to honor his family and, and him and his career. But I'm also scared and sad because it's like 
this is my first time covering a wrestling show as, you know, a host, a person, on-air personality that, you know, focuses on someone that died. You know, when they did the Benoit show, the Eddie Guerrero stuff, you know, I was just a kid, you know. So it's a different experience. And I, I'm, I'm pretty nervous about it because I've never done it before. So on that end, like, I'm scared and I'm worried because, you know, shows like this, they're not easy to watch. They're very hard to watch, especially depending on, you know, what kind of person you are. You'll, you know, there's going to be tears shed. There's going to be, you know, some people, they don't cry, which is great. But then there's people that do. And so it's, it's a hard situation. But at the same time, I'm, I'm happy that his life is going to be honored tonight. Uh, as, as I am. And we, we have people asking uh, Anakin J.M. Teeson's in the super chat. By the way, guys, get in your super chats. Donate any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. He says, how much focus do you think you'll give? Uh, NXT on the podcast tonight. Personally, I'd be okay if he just covered it on Select and talked about Dynamite. It'll still be covered. It just won't have the emphasis of AEW. And I think most people are going to understand why that is. I did post on Twitter that I know that AEW and both WWE have acquired some early graphics and photos from his career. Um, We, like, it's... It's good to see that they're doing that. I know a lot of people, Denise, were upset that WWE did not run a tribute on Monday. I feel like they should have produced a video package for then. And a lot of people say, oh, they didn't have time. It's WWE. They had time. They had plenty of time. They've done it in in the matter of hours or a day in the in the past. But it's good to know that they are filming stuff with people and they are going to pay homage because uh, that, that's what their own roster wanted. Right. And, the, you know, I have thoughts about that because I don't necessarily like the idea of telling somebody or someone how to honor someone's life. I mean, if AEW wasn't doing this show, I don't necessarily think that I'd be like, hey, at AEW, you should be doing a show. I just feel like it's not anyone's place to tell somebody how to how to basically show their appreciation for that person. And there were a lot of little things that happened on Raw that the talent did, you know, that Tom Phillips did that I think kind of spoke to a higher extent because you can tell that all the wrestlers that, you know, they did their own little tribute in their own special way to Brody. It's like they did it out of their own accord like it was their idea like this is how I'm gonna honor him as a person and that to me means a lot more and hits a lot harder I think because it's like oh you know you as a person you know Sean Rossap you as a wrestler you thought this is how I'm gonna honor him and this is my special way and that to me speaks volume so uh I don't know you know what future mentions they're gonna do WWE but I do think that I do think that for what was done it was really nice especially that the wrestlers took out you know went out of their way to personalize it yeah, we, we saw Xavier Woods with the the spinning lariat. Natalia said she's going to rename it after him. Uh, you even see Big E. He said that he joked that she stole that, and his Michinoku driver showed a, a, a text that Brody Lee had sent him where he's like, look at Sonya Deville's suit. She's stealing my suit. I love that. Uh, we, we, we heard Tom Phillips honor him all night long, Drew McIntyre, Alexa Bliss, this man was so loved. And I, I can tell you that even when I spoke to WWE wrestlers when he left, I think it was uh, late last year, they were all excited for him. And it wasn't it wasn't an attitude like, oh, he's finally getting out of WWE, sucky WWE, anything like that. They were like, this guy gets to create now and he's going to get to do something that means an awful lot to him and that he had been trying to do for a long time. So it's not that much of a surprise that so many people are honoring this guy in in such grand fashion. And I love it. 
like we're seeing clips of him from interviews from like 10 years ago pop up. We're seeing all these moments. That's what I, I mentioned when I said that we as fans are very lucky that about half of his life is on film for us. We get to enjoy that for a very, very long time. And tonight, I mean, I don't like to date these shows, so to speak, but we're going to have a giant post show tonight. They allowed uh, Brody Lee's son, Brody Lee Jr., um, to basically book the show. And I think that that is such a classy thing to do on a night. They had a major show set. This transcends that. You just say people will understand because they will. And I think what they're doing for that kid is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, Tony Schiavone also revealed that he signed a contract with AEW. I mean, how cool is that? And like, you know, they're doing ways that they're doing things for the family that personally I probably wouldn't have even thought of. But that's because, you know, they had a relationship with, you know, with Amanda, with John, with his children. And there was a lot of things that came out of that podcast with Tony Schiavone that I was reading. And it was just interesting, like even little tidbits about the fact that, you know, he had a relationship with everybody backstage that he never wanted to go home. And, you know, Amanda had to stay there longer because... Because, you know, you know, her son wanted to stay. And that's something that's so relatable because, you know, that when children get into something like that's it, like mom and dad, they have no options but to go with whatever, you know, the child says. And it it's going to be an interesting show today because it's just going to be like so many range of emotions and all of that. So I'm excited to see the show, but it's also going to be very heartbreaking. And uh we saw Brian Pillman Jr. speak on on Twitter, and he said, I didn't know Brody or his family, but I know what it's like. That That's going to be a, a good person to have around the locker room and have around a person like Brody Jr., someone who dealt with a very, very similar situation at a young age, did not have his father nearly as long as he should. His father was in the limelight. His father was a popular wrestler, and – Brian Pillman Jr. is doing all right right now. And I know that that's the hope for Brody, uh, for Brody's son. If that's what Brody's son wants, this was a goodwill gesture. And it was, it was a hell of a goodwill gesture. I thought it was great. And you even see Brody's wife, Amanda, fully backing this. She's like, he's getting ready for 2030 whenever he's ready to uh, be an AEW star. I think that's incredible. You know that they're going to keep doing great things for this family. And that's what I want to see. This is what we saw. Uh, with, with Brian Pillman, when he passed away, we saw the Brian Pillman tribute shows. And I know Denise, this was a little bit before your time, but on the Brian Pillman tribute shows, there were WCW wrestlers, ECW wrestlers, WWF wrestlers. That was not a thing that happened then. I don't think that's going to be something that we see right now, but th- that's because we've adjusted for a social media age. The crossover in which we see is going to be uh, implemented much differently and uh, I, I have a lot of respect for WWE, for Impact, for AEW, for all these companies that are are just honoring him, and they're they're going to do good things to keep his memory going because we don't have a whole lot of people like Brody Lee in wrestling, and, and we're really lucky. We're really really lucky. Uh, I am getting to the super chats, guys. Uh, big thank you for sending all those in. Throwback says, "Have an amazing New Year's, guys. Hope 2021 is better." I do too. I do too. I really do too. Yesterday I was at the store and I was seeing like all the happy new year stuff. And I was like, should I be excited or should I be terrified? I really don't know how to feel. Yeah. Uh, Anakin says, thank you for all you both do. You guys are helping me get through a difficult time right now. Congrats, Denise. I'm making best for business 2020. I saw that on WrestleZone, Denise. Are you jealous of me, Sean? 
be a good friend and be jealous. <laughs> what? I congratulated you, Denise. You did? Oh, I didn't see. I'm sorry. I just congratulated you. Oh. Like right here in front of you. Jeez, Denise. <laughs> sorry. My brain is all over the place today. I'm really sorry. Um, Thank you, though. Thank you. Maggle Cole says, love you guys in Quizzlemania this year. Hashtag bread that bread. They posted a best of 2020. Not enough Sean and Denise on that, though. There wasn't. You know, I feel like we keep getting excluded. I feel like they don't want our shine, our, our stars to shine as bright as theirs. Ollie Davis, trying, with them. Ollie Davis trying to keep down the FTF movement. But honestly, they, they've got enough content from Quizzlemania to do like four of those. Yeah, uh, Manny, Manny Santos says, hey, Denise and Sean, follow up on Monday. I asked about Eva Marie coming back. Do you know if she's back for the foreseeable future or what? I know they're bringing her in. I just don't know in what capacity. I would assume in relation to Angel Garza, but that's an assumption, Denise. It would be a good assumption because I would actually like to see that play out, you know, and especially if they're going to go this route with Angel Garza, might as well, you know, add to it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, 19 names. Deegan says apologies for my absence lately, but wanted to thank you all for the laughs each week. And we appreciate the work that goes into it. Love you both. Thank you. Uh, it's work, but Hey, we get, we get paid to talk about wrestling and learn about wrestling. You can find a lot worse things this <laughs> yeah. day and age to do. Uh, sometimes Ray, it feels like work. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Most of the time it does not Ray Callen says Rowan tonight. This MFR doesn't like your food. I think it would be great if they brought Rowan in and had him in the Dark Order. I think that would be a, a really, really cool thing to do. Um, but who I knows? But there's like little surprises. I mean, I'm not saying like a like you know something like oh my god, like major surprise because that's not really like the place for it. But just like little special nods. Yeah, uh, Evan Wright says John Silver saying he'll wear the Brody gear. Oh man, that one's heartbreaking because you saw how much. John Silver was being taken under the wing of Brody Lee. I mean, that's one of the biggest transformations of this year. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how they pay they pay homage to him tonight. Ryan B. Jam says, glad I got into this channel through WrestleTalk. 2020 has been a terrible year, but you two have been gems. I won't name names, but don't be asshole journalists. Rest in power. Well, I'm, I'm going to name names uh, in, in a moment. It's going to be... Stir the pot, Sean. <laughs> I'm not going to stir the pot, just... I mean, it's what a lot of people are talking about, so we're going to talk about it in, in a few moments. But Hannah says, I personally appreciated the small things more than a 10-bell salute. I always find those things really awkward, having a talent stand there. I was there for the one Bruno, uh, for Bruno, and it was uncomfortable. Yeah, and Bruno had been away from the company for a while. I know that he, by the time that he they, they did his, there, there weren't a lot of people that he had particularly directly influenced. But a lot of the roster had come to know him, Denise, from him just being around. Right. And I mean, I've never been in a live event where they've, you know, done a 10 bell salute. So I'll take her word for it for however it felt in the build in the building. But I've never experienced it. It's obviously very different watching it on TV. And it's also very different on how your personal, not personal relationship, but how your uh, view of the person was or how much they impacted you as a fan. So it's all obviously very different. Sure. Uh, and then Mr. Fantastic says, I always appreciated your integrity when it comes to journalism. Keep kicking ass. I don't consider myself a journalist. I'll explain why in a bit, but. Um, because it's the name has been tainted and tossed around left and right. You're like, that's not me. That's not I me. Have. I'm not associated. It's to the point to where if you call yourself a journalist, people are like, oh, you're being pretentious. Like, 
Now it's a job title, bro. Yeah, but it's like if you're an architect, you're an architect. If you're a doctor, you're a doctor. If you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer. You're gonna call well, yourself I mean, who you are. That's the thing. I mean, there were even people getting attacked. I don't want to get political, but Jill Biden was being attacked for calling herself Dr. Jill Biden when she has a doctorate. Like there, there are people who look at those titles as being. It's so weird the way that people act these days uh, no over- i'm not gonna let somebody's opinion define what i think so yeah. and so is no evan wright says his wife even having to acknowledge such disgusting garbage made me sick when i read it Rewatched brody and shingo from dragon gate amazing well uh i definitely encourage people to check out that that match as well as him and cesaro and Chikara. but uh, let, let's get into one of these topics that I don't usually speak about other members of the media or their work or anything like that, but it was a big issue this week. Uh, less than 24 hours after Brody Lee's passing, uh, Bruce Mitchell, then of the Pro Wrestling Torch, had wrote a column. It was not a report. It was not a news report uh, indicating that that the family, AEW, others needed to be more transparent about what happened with Brody Lee. Keep in mind, this is after Amanda Huber had already indicated this was a non-COVID-related lung issue. And when I hear non-COVID-related lung issue, I think, okay, cool. That's all I need to know. That's what I need to know. That's more than enough information. It's more information than I thought that we'd get. But this column in which I'm it was it was bad. One, it was bad. It was a badly written column. It was an opinion piece. It was tasteless. It was gross. It wasn't good. It just wasn't good. Beyond all that, it was not good work from someone who's been doing this for 30 years and has been highly respected uh, by many. Uh, beyond any of the inquiring about what was what led to his passing and all that stuff. I mean, this was a closely guarded secret within AEW and it was a closely guarded secret within AEW, Denise, because the family asked for it to be. They, um, they, they asked for the roster to keep it quiet. And because of, because of that, they did. I had people on the roster messaging me saying, what did you know? Cause we want to know if somebody leaked it. I said, I didn't know. I, I just knew he was sick. Didn't know it was that bad. Um, it, 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 seeing a a fellow member of the media, especially one that paved the way, so to speak, saying shit like that, and then having people defend it and say, oh no, that's, that's good work. You need to be asking these questions. No, you don't. And if that's what classifies me or someone else as a journalist, I'm okay with not being one because that wasn't good journalism. That wasn't a report. It wasn't the pursuit of facts. That's not what it was. Because if it was, he could have fucking asked somebody. I I talked to people about it, and they gave me the information in which was needed. I don't need any more than that. Then the guy doubles down on it, doubles down on it on this shitty column filled with grammatical errors and spelling errors, misspelled the man's name, misspelled the man's name, implying that they're, well, maybe maybe there's more than meets the eye and and oh, COVID and all this. And you got people saying, patting him on the back for it. No, that's shitty. It was shitty. It was gross. It was stupid. It it made me sick to read it. And then I had someone that's like, oh, well, a real journalist should be. No, fuck that. No, real journalists don't have to do that. Uh, Denise, I know you're not familiar with Tyler Skaggs. He was a baseball player last year. He died. We didn't know how for six weeks. 
Avicii, we didn't know for a week and a half how he died and until a report from TMZ came out. This is even after Dave Meltzer had provide, provided supplemental information in which should have shut this guy up. One of his own friends, Dave Meltzer, did an incredible job. Dave Meltzer, in the middle of, of his own personal tragedies, mind you, who I, I respect immensely, in the middle of his own personal tragedies and, and family family issues, is out there reporting accurate, good, respectful information about this. And in the meantime, John Huber's wife posts on Instagram how much how much, not, not the Mel Bruce Mitchell stuff, how much this hurts her. And this motherfucker has the balls to not only uh, presumably leak the information to one of his buddies at, the, at Greensboro Sport, this GeoCities Angel Fire piece of shit website that he's buddies with. Oh, hey, here's a tip for you, pal. Write about this thing that happened to me. And, and it's very easy to Wait, see that he John, did can that. You explain that. Can you? Because I okay, explain that further. The whole Angel City thing. Oh, it, it, that's a shitty middle school uh, level way of building a website from like two thousand one, oh, before okay. your time. It, it looked like somebody made it in a fifth grade coding class. It, it's terrible. And he wanted somebody to explain what 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 he was going through. Is that what you're saying? By by the looks of it. By the oh. looks of it. Yeah. And and there it was out there, the banned article from PW Torch. Well, guy loses his job for it, Bruce Mitchell, and I, and I hate to see that for anyone. I I don't want anybody to suffer. I don't want anybody to be sad. I don't want any of that stuff. But the fact that he doubled down on it and then ran that same article, ran that same article on this shitty little site that he had had nudged this info to. Afterwards, he managed to edit the first words, which was, I get it, I do, but didn't bother, didn't bother to fix the fucking spelling of of, key, of uh, Brody Lee's name, didn't, oh my God, it's so frustrating. That reflects poorly on, on us as members of the media for, for like a lot of this stuff. It reflects poorly on the wrestling industry. Like what? What do you think that Amanda Huber thinks of of the rest of like uh, me and you talking about this? Like I'm sure she's hurt, and the fact that she indicated how much it hurt her, and he's like, "At ah, time to republish this," and I stand by my work, but not enough to fix the fucking grammatical and spelling errors in it. That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing, and t- it was embarrassing to the whole wrestling industry. And I'm falling over my words right now because I'm so upset about it. And I tried to remain as calm as I could in, in speaking to him about it. I didn't want to speak with him about it. I-, I detached myself enough from it after saying I don't think this is the right thing to do to know I didn't need to speak to him about it because he didn't have the respect to handle this shit privately. If he had questions, he didn't have the respect to handle this stuff privately. And if you're if you're going to be one of those people that say, it's the job, it's the job. I do this job real fucking well, and that's not the job. That is not the job. Your job is to not write every shitty opinion that goes through your head without any filter. That is not the job. It's never been the job of a columnist. It's never been the job of, of 
anyone in that position to just unfiltered, ah, here you go. And I feel bad that that Wade Keller got implicated in this. Wade Keller, by all accounts, and my limited interactions with him, very nice guy. I, it's enraging that someone is like, uh, you know what, uh, my – my questions and my ego are more important than this grieving family. And if you want answers and they haven't given them to you in two or three weeks, okay, I, I get some light inquiry there. That was not this. The woman posted what he passed away from the night of. Then after you wrote a shitty column, she supplied even more information in which nobody needed, nor did they deserve, were they entitled to. And then he republished the terrible article. I lost an incredible amount of respect for Bruce Mitchell for how he handled this. And um, I, I hate that. I like to respect the people that did pave the way for what I'm doing right now. But that ad, that did not pave the way for anything that I do. It's, it's so frustrating to me. Uh, Denise, I understand if you don't really want to speak on this, and I apologize. Oh, if I put you in a, no, you're fine. I I'll, apologize if I put you in an awkward position just existing here. But <laughs> No, I was appreciating your rant very much, and I think you touched on a lot of things that I was going to say, but I do have thoughts about this. And, you know, obviously when I – because I follow a lot of people in wrestling media, and so obviously my Twitter was – right away flooded with all of people's thoughts and opinions on this. And I'm like, what are people fighting about today? Like what's happening? So I, I went and found this article that people were talking about. I didn't even know who wrote it, where it was, what it was about. I click on it and I read it and I said, you know what? Let me formulate my own opinion on this before I read what other people are saying. And I read the article and it was so, so elementary level where I get, Look, as you know, I was somebody that studied broadcast journalism, okay? Obviously, I'm more on the broadcast side than the print side, so it, it is very different. But I get people having questions. I really do. And I do think people should have questions. And that is part of the job because that drives the curiosity. However, the situation was completely and utterly different because – she had already answered your question. She had already said non-COVID related lung issue. And the reason I actually thought she put that in there just to be as a common courtesy to everybody that, you know, COVID is something that we're obviously talking about this year so much. So that's why she put it in there. And I read it. I accepted it. That was it. That's all I thought about it. If anything, the questions I had was, man, like, when did he find out? Like, and the only reason why I even cared about that was because you know, when people find out that they have a disease or that, you know, their life will be ending sometime, I don't know when, I always hope that that person has enough time to reflect on their life, have enough time to accept whatever it is that they've been told. That was more my question, but I wasn't going to go out and put an article, hey, I'm thinking about this, blah, blah, blah. No. I think if you're going to do something like that, you got to come out here with concrete evidence. You've got to have facts. That is the point of journalism. You just can't come out here and say, well, I think this and blah, blah, blah. And this is because of that. No, that's what, you know, that's what, you know, that's what silly people on Twitter do. That's what nobody with no experience does. If some random Joe just wants to go and tweet that, go tweet your own nonsense you're not a you're not a journalist and i don't necessarily care for the fact that i'm it's sad to me that 
you don't want to call yourself a journalist because that's how badly the name has been has been tainted here. And that's not cool with me whatsoever. You know, I don't refer to myself as a journalist because I'm more of an on-air personality, but someone that is writing and researching and doing the work should definitely be proud of calling themselves a journalist because there, I find, I find, you know, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of, you know, the fact that I went to school and studied journalism. Like that's something to be proud of. And so unfortunately we have people that are stripping that away and it shouldn't necessarily be an indictment of everybody here in the wrestling media and wrestling media already has such a bad name to it from, you know, whatever over the years, however people have persuaded. And, you know, I've always saw it differently. And one of my big issues with wrestling media is that I really do think that the problem is that anybody, any random average Joe can start a website. That's it. And can start putting this out and start putting that out with no actual experience or training or whatsoever. And Sean, you're a big sports guy. Would this be something that flies in the NFL, in MLB? Would you get that? Wouldn't, wouldn't get credentialed for a long time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you have people there that if you put one bad thing out there, you're done. People are, you're going to lose your your credibility. Credibility needs to be raised to a higher importance. It needs to be a lot more important. It should, I think wrestling media should mirror more of sports media where you have the integrity, you have the pride of being, you know, an NFL reporter, an MLB reporter, an NBA reporter. I really do think that that's what wrestling media needs. And unfortunately, when you have average people doing this stuff, uh, it really takes away from that. And I get it. Bruce had, you know, 30 years of, you know, riding experience or whatever, but this, and I don't know much about him, to be honest. Like, I'll just be real with I, you. I, I don't know up, much about him. I didn't grow up reading him. I didn't grow up reading yeah. Keller, Johnson, Meltzer. I just didn't. And that's not a shot at them. It's just clear. Not everybody gets into this the same way. And I'm sure you're you're in right. that boat. Everybody's path is different, you know? And so I didn't know anything about him. But based on what I've been hearing, like, it's not, you know, based on what I heard, I think he's had some questionable stuff in the past. I don't know about that. So that's just an assumption. But, or what I've heard. Sorry sorry to interrupt. Anybody with 30 years of experience in this line of work or a few years is going to have some stuff that doesn't sit well with people. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But this went beyond sitting well with pe- not sitting well with people. It was gross. Then he started actively trolling the people that he said it was distasteful or that said it was distasteful. 
Right. And that's where I think, too, like you got to like, dude, if you make a mistake, man, just own up to it, own up to it. And I've seen a lot of people that, you know, defended this article. And now all of a sudden, you know, took it back. And I'm like, guys, you've got to be able to formulate your own opinion. You got to read the facts, got to analyze, you got to comprehend, you just can't, you know, you just can't put I agree with this. And then all of a sudden, just not agree with it anymore. It's like, it's like, stand up for what you believe in. But at the same time, this was completely horrible. This should not have been done. And it just brings a horrible name to people like you like me like so you know other people that do great work because there are a lot of good wrestling journalists out there and I know them because I'm working with them and so I just don't think that they should necessarily be taken uh I don't think that work should be taken for granted or considered dirt sheet wrestling because it just makes a really bad name for it and this was a very very unfortunate thing to happen especially with you know somebody's passing because that's not this isn't a storyline okay this isn't a storyline. Judge a storyline by all you. I don't care how people react to storylines. It's your opinion. It's entertainment. This is somebody's real life. So you shouldn't be talking about this. Then I do want to take a second to talk about what Amanda Huber put out in that the, the, the thing that you shared on uh, Twitter, excuse me, of her Instagram post. I thought that what she wrote was so the way she brought light to the situation was so classy. She she was straightforward. She was honest about how she felt. She, you know, painted this story that really gave me a strong visual of her relationship with John. And she didn't have to do any of that. She really didn't have to. But I completely get how angry she must have been. Like, dude, you're already going through the fact that you lost your husband, your best friend, that person in your life. And that somebody, because you're in the public eye, is essentially trashing you and what you did and how you presented this. So I just want to say that Amanda did a... good job is not really the right word, but I think how she went about the situation was really classy. I I do too. Um, I definitely appreciate uh, you going in depth on that as well. Uh, Bruce Mitchell has been let go from the torch. He has deactivated his Twitter account. I don't think anybody, I don't care if you're a six year old man or whatever it is. I don't think anybody is above getting better and learning. And I hope that he learns I hope that he gets better, and I hope that he apologizes for what he did. There's all kinds of shit that I said and did when I was younger, whether it be 5, 10, 15, 20 years younger, that I didn't think was hurtful, I didn't think was bothersome, and then I came to know people from different walks of life or different backgrounds or different things that you're like, man, that was an insensitive thing to say. That was that was a ridiculous thing to say. Me not even having children, but having a wife. I'm like, man, if somebody disrespected them like that while I was alive, that's that's it. They're cooked. They're, they're, they're getting something for that. So the fact that he felt that this was appropriate to do after she won gave a sufficient answer. The fact that he even wrote that said, oh, well, your answer's not good enough, grieving widow. That's That's fucked up. That's completely fucked up. Then she says... Hey, this hurt me. This really hurt me. And then provided more information and he republished it basically saying, yeah, well, tough shit. It's still not good enough. And I don't care if that's putting words in his mouth because he said that with his actions. And when when he asked me to message him, no, you did not have the respect to handle this privately, to pursue the information privately, anything like that. I was so disappointed in this by someone who was supposed to serve by example 
in a time like this. Bruce Mitchell should have been serving as an example to the people that you were just mentioning, Denise, that that should look to raise their game up, that should look to get better. Bruce Mitchell, 30 years of experience, I I presume all with the torch, maybe some before, should have been an example of how to handle that. Uh, Anakin says people defending Mitchell are just as guilty. I don't know about that, but it's it ain't great. I'm glad that some people recognize that it wasn't wasn't good uh, after after the fact. Nerd Guru says a long uh, career most definitely does not exempt you from being ostracized or allow you to be the basic guidelines of print journalism. Uh, disgusting. I get roasted for stuff that I say on podcasts all the time. Like it's it's a part of the job, but. Digging in when you know you've hurt somebody, and I know that people have reached out to him and said, you hurt these people. People in AEW reached out to him, and I know because they told me, and they said that it didn't it didn't go anywhere. That's uh, insane. I mean, if you're coming at me and you're telling me all of these things, you bet your butt I'm going to start looking twice at myself in the mirror and start analyzing where where did I mess up? Where What am I not seeing that everybody else is? Uh, JJ Lee said when Mitchell tweeted the good ones versus those people segregation during a hurt business new day match, that op-ed makes sense. It's gross. There were some things that he had published throughout this year that made, that made me think that he was overstepping his territory in that regard. But I, I'm not a person of color. I am not a minority. I do not have the authority to say that, but I know that it, it bothered enough people to where it was questionable. Also, the midnight tease after deleting with a wink. Yeah, when he had said, oh, you'll find out what I'm doing and where I'm going after midnight, that that was using it as a promotional tool was was bothersome to me as well. See, I dropped out after I read the article and I understood what was going on. I never went back, never looked at this. So all of this information that you're telling me right now, this is all news to me. I didn't know about any of this because once I saw it and I, you know, I just I'm not going to go back on that like. I'm detaching myself from that. Like, this is horrible. I'm pissed. Like, it's annoying. It's, it's annoying because of what it did to somebody that's grieving. And it's annoying because of what it does and what it represents wrestling media. But after than that, like, I was like, I'm not going to go back on, you know, his page and read that stuff. Yeah. You know. But so this is all news to me. And this is very interesting that, you know, at least maybe say, I'm sorry. I don't know. I thought it was gross to use it as a promotional tool. Uh, Hannah M says the markings of a real man are the ability to have humility and empathy. He has neither. That's my thing. Like I don't like to pile on. So I, I, I just said in a, in a post to John Alba, who I adore and respect, he's a wonderful guy. And I do hate that he was caught up in all this and he has since apologized for being caught up in it. Uh, but I said, I didn't think this was good. And I didn't think this was the place. I don't think the time was good, but that's me. After that, I tried to stay out of it. But when you double down on it and you're you're just you're hurting people for the sake of hurting them for your own ego, that wasn't okay. Um, Nerd Guru says the classless, disgusting, and offensive nature of this column to a family who's grieving is horrific. Couldn't be happier that this MF is fired. I mean, I reported facts on this case. Dave Meltzer reported facts on this situation. We don't have a bunch of people coming after us because we kept it pretty simple. We didn't need to editorialize about what the family owed us. They don't owe us anything. No, they don't. They they gave us Brody Lee for 15 years. That family doesn't owe me another thing. They didn't owe me that. That We were fortunate to have him on our screens for like 15 years. They definitely don't owe me anything beyond that. 
Uh, Chris Rain says, thank you, Sean. I definitely appreciated your voice on this. The insinuations he made were disgusting. I got called a snitch here. And Denise, that mocks Christmas. Tonight will be rough, but he's excited that these moments show the true strength of the wrestling community. Be great in heaven, Mr. Brody. I like that son Ross snitch. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Love, Love Wrestling says, Sean, Denise, we're lucky to have people like you in this space. Thanks for all that you do, Spencer. Well, thank you, Spencer. And Spencer, another great guy that you guys should be uh, watching out for. I hope I didn't miss any super chats throughout there. I went off on a rant. Trevor L. said, thank you, Sean and Denise, for making 2020 a little bit better. I'm glad WrestleTalk turned me on to your channel. Well, you know us. We're always looking to turn you on. Uh, Eloquent (laughs) says, could Hangman become the next Dark Order leader? So here's the thing that I thought about that, Denise. I was like, oh my gosh, will people accept it? It's very they they knew the situation surrounding Brody Lee was grim for a while. And they were setting this up anyway. And Brody, like they they did some skits together. This was in the plans for a long time. I don't think they'll necessarily deviate from this because of this. I in my opinion, I want the Dark Order to continue in honor of Brody Lee. I, I, and this is just me based on what people put out there. It seems to me like Brody Lee would have been the kind of guy that would be like, keep that going. I helped make the dark order what it was. And I wanted to continue. But what do you think about that? To be honest with you, I feel like I haven't even put any thought into that. Like my mind hasn't even gone there. I feel like I've just been so focused on the real life situation of things that I haven't actually focused in on the storyline aspect of things and you know now seeing I I feel like it's also a a tough spot for hangman to be in because it's not necessarily like that's a that's a tough spot to be in like I, I like I can't explain it I just know that it's a tough spot and like hangman page is literally like one of my favorite people. And I really do think like he's going to be like the wrestling business in a couple of years. But I agree with you that I do think that the dark order should live on in a way that, you know, honors Brody Lee. And maybe we'll see, you know, obviously we'll see specs of that in, you know, the coming weeks and how they're going to go from here, but it's a tough situation to be in. Like even for the company, like, what do you do? How do you go about this? It's not, it's not easy. No matter what you do, I'm sure there's going to be people that complain, Oh, you shouldn't have done it this way, or you could have done it that way. And it's not really an easy decision. I church pastor blaster says Sean and Denise, keep being the light family needs our prayers evan wright says i'm annoyed for the people who actually have to do the work and ask the questions he's now put people under this crappy umbrella and it sucks uh yeah we're, we're definitely not the victims in this situation it's it's the family that we're, we're put in that situation but i do appreciate your well wishes uh i'm gonna take a solid minute to cool off but i've got an interview <laughs> with zicky dice this friday here's a little preview clip of the impending free agent to circle to circle around, um, I started seeing a lot of empty promises and a lot of true colors coming out. Um, it, it started changing the way I looked at um, the brand and, and my job. Um, so there was an email that was sent out. And I know you had reached out to me about this a comment before, and my reply was outlandish. I did not yeah. speak on a single word of this for the last nine months. I didn't say a damn thing. I said, I tried. Quiet. Quiet. You did try. You tried. Zip quiet. So uh, there was an email sent out saying, hey, if anyone doesn't believe in the vision moving forward, uh, speak up. So I raised my hand. 
You know, I said, listen, with all due respect, as your television champion, I'm willing to do work. I'm willing to do another season. I will go and wrestle an AEW or one of these other stages. And which, which is baffling to me as a television champion. I've only, I didn't even get to defend on YouTube. I didn't get to do any of that. I didn't get, you didn't see outlandish Dickie Dice on TNT on Wednesday nights when, when his coworkers were up there. You didn't see any of that shit. They didn't even post about my birthday, Sean Ross. Post about everybody else's birthday except for Outlander Ziggy Dice. They, uh, the NWA did not wish me a happy birthday this year. And how do you think that makes me feel? It hurts my little itty bitty feelings sometimes. But you know, as a wise man once said, if you're gonna sign on the dotted line, don't don't be about it. You know. And I did. I signed on the dotted line, and I I continued to over deliver and try and make the best out of what I was given. Outlandish Zicky Dice. He's all over Twitter or all over Twitch, rather. Uh, guys, subscribe to him on Twitch, but uh, Fightful has a Twitch as well. It's twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We're doing the, the hard launch on Saturday. I'm so excited for that. Uh, Jeremy Lambert's going to be leading the charge on that. We uh, were so happy with all his hard work that we decided to just go ahead and jump into the Twitch aspect of things. But a couple other promotional tools here. Fightful Scraps, youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. We have a bunch of compilations up there, and we are going to start releasing a lot of clips from interviews and shows and all that. Please go over there and subscribe. Uh, There's just so much we got going on here. That interview with Zicky Dice drops on Friday. He will be officially a free agent then. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. But, you know, a guy who is also technically a free agent, Denise, a guy who you know very well, Sean Waltman, and he wants to make a comeback. He said uh, on his on his new podcast, he said he had hepatitis C for a long time, and he tested positive for it. He got treatment, and he wants to get, or he's he's cleared of it now. He wants to get his ACL fixed for another uh, run. This makes me so happy. I know that last year he had said, "Ah, I think I'm done." I'm so happy about this. Sean Waltman was one of my inspirations growing up. Like when I was an undersized kid, I looked at the one, two, three kid and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a chance. I didn't realize he's six foot two, 212 pounds. He's not that small. <laughs> no, 212 pounds, Denise, is a UFC heavyweight, by the way, the heaviest weight class possible. But he gave smaller kids like me hope. And um, I adore this dude. I think that he's just got a wealth of knowledge beyond me loving to listen to his analysis, Denise. I just think, one, he's a good dude. Two, he was incredible in the ring. I don't know how, how that's held up, but he can share so much. He can help so much. One of the earliest believers in Matt Riddle was Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman called up WDB and was like, you got to get this guy in. Tell me how you feel. You've spent a lot of time with Sean Waltman. Yeah. Okay. So when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm so happy because it's one of those things where, you know, in working with Sean, I always knew that he could always go back and, you know, do something. There were so many times where inside of my, and obviously I never said this to him because you, you just don't know what people are, you yeah. know, think or going through. But inside of my head, I was like, man, I would love to see Sean like go back and like do something. Like, especially we've been seeing so many people that have gone back. And I think a, an example of that was PCO. Like, he went out there and, man, did he. 
he reinvent himself and really do something great. And I just remember thinking, because we we had PCO on as a guest, and then, you know, Sean was talking about it. And, you know, and I was just like, man, like, I would love to see Sean back there. And I did get to see him in his uh, WrestleCon match uh, for WrestleMania weekend in New York. I was there for that. And I was so happy when I saw it, when I saw him wrestle. And because that was the first time I had seen him wrestle live since I had been working with him. So it was a different experience, you know, like, oh, I know the guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was so cool. And I just, I just, I remember telling my fiance, like, man, Sean really hasn't missed a beat whatsoever. Like you, you watch him wrestle and you can still see, you know, the person that you've been familiar with throughout all of these years. And just like, when you really go back and think of everything that he has done in the world of wrestling, I mean, it's incredible. Like just going back and like looking at his history and I was very lucky enough to, you know, be able to get like a firsthand, you know, conversation with him about so many of those different things. And so that's really cool within itself. And so also, you know, I was happy that you mentioned his analysis on wrestling because I can't ex- I can't express this enough when you want to talk about somebody that knows the business and not only that has a very different mentality from what you would expect from guys from back in the day totally different mentality and he is very on the post on things and knows about everything that's going on and is able to come in with a very very smart opinion and a smart attitude about things and so I'm happy that I read this news and I can't wait. And I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping we get to see some, uh, some cool opportunities because, because I know that they could be there and I know that they could happen. So I'm excited to see where this, where this could end up. Oh, me too. I mean, he's, he turned 48 in July and I know for a lot of people, it's like, man, that's way up there. Chris Jericho's 50 PCO is 52. Jushin Thunder Liger just retired this year when he was 55. Uh, you've got Gangrel out there doing it. A lot of people don't realize Gangrel is still out there doing it very, very, very often. And he you've takes got- care of himself, Sean. Like he takes yes. care of himself. Like being, you know, up close and personal to him. Like you know, he he's been on top of his health. You know, doing all the things a wrestler needs to do to you know maintain that look, maintain that body, and he has. Rob Van Dam, Too Cold Scorpio, a couple other guys that are doing it. And doing it often and at a good level. And the funny thing is, a lot of these guys were guys that did the high risk style when they were younger. And yet all those old timers, ah, they're gonna they're gonna cut their career short with this. Matt and Jeff Hardy, all those ladder matches, and they're still just like hobbling around doing their stuff. I man, I've got nothing but love for Sean Waltman. Uh Anakin JMT says, Waltman versus Chris Daniels, take my money. I would love that if like AEW brought him in for a shot to like just have a dream match or two. I think that would be very cool too. Uh, we have some carryover super chats from our, our last topic. Uh, donate those super chats. Please leave a thumbs up. It really, really helps us. Reminder, subscribe to Fightful Scraps. That's youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. It's an absolutely free thing that we're doing. It would help us out a lot. But Brian Dillis says it's ridiculous that Amanda Huber even had to respond to it. He wasn't dead for a day and that idiot decided to pile on her grief. To call that guy a journalist is an insult to the profession. Yes, I would agree right now for sure. Langhoff says, if we learned anything from 2020, it's that we in the wrestling community got to stick together, respect the fightful. This reporter should be ashamed. And Jared Hazelwood says, I think it should be Christopher Daniels leading the Dark Order. SCU is breaking up soon. He can finally be the higher power. Well, the thing about that is 
Vince Russo said that he wanted it to happen, but Christopher Daniels was never actually contacted for that. He's told me that on numerous occasions. He was never supposed to actually, he was never actually planned to be brought in as the higher power. It got shot down pretty quickly, but oh man, after all that, Denise, Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom's next week. I know it's going to be a busy week. (laughs) I was was stressed for you on Monday. I was like, good luck, Sean. Uh, And fortunately I've got a great staff, Jeremy Lambert. um, I almost said Carlos Toro, but he got the F out of here. He's Uh, done. He's like, screw you. I'm out. (laughs) Robert DeFelice and Gisberto Guzzo. Like it's, it's Monday morning, Wrestle Kingdom. Monday afternoon. I got a film with Kenny McIntosh. We do the Monday night live podcast. Monday night is legends night for raw. A few hours later, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Um, <laughs> uh, the next morning is uh, New Year Dash. Then that evening, of course, I've got Listen You Boy, all those shows. Then that evening is the big AEW show and the big NXT show. Oh, boy. So I'll ask you, what on Wrestle Kingdom are you most excited to check out? I will say this. I think that they could have done a lot better with this card. I wasn't all that enthralled. I didn't think that they had a once in a lifetime match or anything like that. However, pulling this up from night one, if the matches that I am looking forward to are Okada, Will Ospreay, because you know that's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, Naito and Kota Ibushi, because we already know that Kota Ibushi is like crazy as heck and is going to do all this crazy stuff. And if he's going to do it with anybody, it might as well be Naito. I'm hoping that Hiromo wins his match against El Fantasmo because I would like to see him against uh, Taiji. And uh, for the second night, I'm hoping that we get to see Kota versus Jay White. That would be the outcome that I would prefer. And uh, again, I already said I would rather see Taiji versus Hiromu. And to be honest, that's really all I'm looking forward to. I thought that they could have, uh, I get it, COVID might have impacted, you know, a lot of these different things, but I thought they could have, uh, I think they could have gone a different route for this one. I thought they could have really maybe gone outside the box with this one. Uh, Evan Wright says, hose me down for Shingo versus Jeff Cobb. I, I like Shingo a lot. I like Jeff Cobb a lot. I'm excited for the new Japan Rambo. I love it. It's I'm a sucker for battle royals. I love See, them. I'm not that big on battle royals. I, I don't know why I am so much. Like I'm doing this big thing about the Royal Rumble, and I just I just love them. They're usually real bad. They're usually just so bad, but I just like them, and I don't know why. Um, I'm actually... Uh, looking forward to Sonata and Evil a little bit. I want to see what they can do on this stage and if they can rise up because they they've got a lot of they got a lot of competition this weekend. And if they can rise up and, and make people say, "Oh wow, that that would be cool." Uh, we will be covering this next Tuesday on what would normally be the distraction. I think myself, Joe Holbert, Jeremy Lambert will be covering this. So. Make sure you guys check that out. But Denise, something I forgot to even mention was, you know, Sean Waltman, you, you mentioned he keeps himself in shape. He's got a big return. That means he can't be eating all those carbs and all that sugar, Denise. Yeah. That means he needs to be checking out magicspoon.com. Because <laughs> if you go from a, a one, two, three kid or a grown man telling everybody to suck it, you're going to love cereal but you don't have that same metabolism you did when you were a kid. And when you're trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food, you need something. 
How about something that's got zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs? How about something that has a variety pack with cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry? That's magicspoon.com slash Fightful. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. Everything a growing boy needs is in <laughs> magicspoon.com slash Fightful. And they're or so confident. girl. I guess, I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Get a variety pack. Try it today. Be sure to uh, use our promo code Fightful at checkout and get free shipping. It would mean a whole lot to us. Like I said, they're so confident in their product. They'll give you your money back if you don't like it, but you will like it. I love this stuff. It really helps helps curb my cravings. And uh, as I mentioned, I don't got to go refill my bowl over and over and over again. It's a good time. We got a super chat from Mike McKillop says Brody, Brody Lee Jr. for the leader of the Dark Order keeps the family legacy alive. Plus, he can lead the group like his dad did, minus all the swearing. Oh, I think that if he ever becomes a wrestler in AEW, I think they'll probably probably bring that back. Yeah, swearing's not bad. Come on. Jam when Ryan B. Jam says, Will we see? Debut of Horseshoe Tanahashi. Oh my God. Damn, Sean, you really screwed me with that one. <laughs> no, Adam screwed you with that one. Because I, well, I don't mean, know. I was blindfolded well, with my hands. Oh, well, when he wrote Hiroshi Tanahashi and it was Horoshi, I'm like, my brain doesn't read it <laughs> right. I, I mean, you got to understand, like, I'm updating resources and rosters and contracts nonstop on here. So I'm all the time looking at title histories and Wikipedia pages and all that. So I'm used to seeing accurate spelling of their name. So when he put up there, Horseshoe Tanahashi, I was like, come on. Come on. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, they were trying to bring us down. I know. You know who else is also trying to bring us down? Who? Amazon, they still haven't delivered your last Christmas gift. Yeah, I've been waiting for it, by the way. Is it yeah, like well, on the way? You'll be What's waiting for is? a while because it just left New Jersey yesterday after I ordered it three weeks ago. Barely? Man, three I'm going to get it for like March. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. We'll be talking about WrestleMania. It'll be your WrestleMania gift. There you go. Thank you. I'll have my WrestleMania gift. Guys, after this, head over to FightfulSelect.com. We'll have the list and your girl goes on, and uh, I don't have topics for it. I just decided to talk about whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll do that for about 10 minutes. FightfulSelect.com. We've got news on Matt Riddle signing his new contract. We have news on New Japan Strong. All kinds of exclusive news over there. If you do want to uh, support the pursuit of really good wrestling media and honest wrestling media and stuff that hopefully won't uh, make you sad to, to even ingest it, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That is very important to us. It is our lifeblood. Um, I don't know how to get this off the screen anymore. Oh, you got to go. always go back and find the comments. Yeah, Junior needs a lot more work when it comes to the comment section because that thing causes a lot of drama in my life. That, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll talk some trash about StreamYard. Has after. it happened to you when you don't want – like you want to read one comment, but then you accidentally click the wrong comments, and then you got to read that comment because you already clicked on it? And, I mean, we have a business model here. We, we do super chats. So uh, yeah. we, we will also be here tonight, guys, after uh, AEW NXT. We go live at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I know we, we paid a lot of homage to Brody Lee this week. We're going to do it some more, at least this, this one last time. 
Uh, Denise, tell the people where they can find you because you're everywhere. Punch your keyboard into Google and you're going to find Denise Salcedo. Yeah, and it makes me really angry because Instagram still doesn't want to verify me. And they're like, oh, we look at that this and that. And I was like, wow, do you guys even do any research? Like how many more jobs do I got to get for y'all to verify me? Whatever. You know, I need to make better friends, Sean. I need to make better friends that can get me verified. Um, but anyways, uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm about like 450 followers away from like 13K, but I kind of gave up already. So that I don't even think I'm still rooting for that anymore. But <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And then also tonight after you're done watching, Sean, you guys can come over to F4W online and check out my show, Speak Now Pro Wrestling. Uh, I hope it goes well. I'm a little nervous, to be honest. Follow her. She is desperate for followers. I really am. It's really sad and pathetic. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, I know this was a different episode, but I appreciate you all being here. I appreciate you all caring. Until next time, we're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.